Welcome to the Event Hustler Show. I'm Liz King Caruso, and I can't wait to dive into some of the hottest event industry topics in this resource for planners by planners. Let's jump in. Welcome back, everyone. We have another exciting episode of the Event Hustler Show for you today. And um, if you listened to last week's episode with Sheila Fox, you got a little bit of a preview of the rock star that we're interviewing today, Anne Hollins. And hello, thank you for joining. How are you? Hi, Liz. So awesome to be on here with you. I am so excited. And I feel like um, it's the Ohio connection is so strong. (laughs) I was saying on the last episode that I grew up in Ohio. So I always have this like little special place in my heart for Ohio. Um, and you're also from the Columbus area, right? Like I know you're from Ohio, obviously, but yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, Ohio is the heart of it all, right? They say that that's the tagline. Um, oh, yes, I'm originally from the, the Dayton area, which is like an hour West of Columbus, but I've been in Columbus for over 20 years. So it, it is home. Yeah. You're Columbus now. Um, yes. I grew up more like by Cleveland in the middle okay. of nowhere in a tiny, tiny town that somehow Sheila had heard of. I'm like, how the heck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we always say if you haven't heard of something, it's up by Cleveland. You know, yeah, oh, yeah that? that's it's exactly up right. By Cleveland, that's exactly right. That's where I grew up. Um, but anyway, so th- with last episode and this episode, I'm feeling the Ohio groove. Now I'm feeling like I got to come visit. Um, yes, but it's so I'm so excited to have you here. This series has been interviewing all the people who I consider part of the Taxi Talk team. All of them are independent business owners who. You basically groove doing your own thing and you have your own clients and your own success. And I just kind of like tap into each of you as it makes sense to help run all the crazy projects that come up in my head. (laughs) And so I met you through Sheila and we met in person at an in-person conference that she was doing. And then over time with all the virtual stuff, it was kind of like, I need more help and we need more hands. And Sheila was like, you have to talk to Anne. She can do anything. And I, and sure enough, you can. Oh, So, <laughs> so I, I wanted to give you first a chance just to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background, especially for those who maybe didn't hear Sheila's example of your background or story of your background on the last episode. Maybe they're just jumping in today. So Tell us, like, just separate from Taxi Talk, who are you and and what do you do for your clients? Yes. Awesome. I, and it, it's funny when you mentioned, I'll jump back there. It is, it does come full circle. Like, yeah, I was at a hotel property. Sheila was my client. You were on site helping her. And then now here we are in our, our circle of trust working together. So <laughs> it's, um, it's like, that's what I like to call it. My circle of trust. Because it is true. It is very yeah. true. Yeah. Um, so I am currently, I am the chief experience officer. It's all about experiences um, and events uh, for events outline. So my business is going on four years. Um, prior to that, in total, I've been in the event industry for, for 20. And prior to that, I did spend a lot of time um, at hotels and, and the director and manager level, and then also at a university campus, getting their whole um, events program and facilities management space going. So I've been on that end a lot. Um, and always wanted to go to the other side, as people might say, on the planner side. And uh, my last hotel project was opening a uh, beautiful renaissance here locally. And if you've ever opened a hotel with anyone on here, it's um, quite the challenge, but you learn a lot. And Sheila and I have known each other. I was, uh, she was my client. So we've known each other, gosh, 
16, 17 years. And, you know, she'd always kind of put it by, you, you should start, you should go out on your own. And, and, um, I decided to do that. And, uh, so I was in business a year, then we have the pandemic and then, you know, so it's, it's been, there's been challenges, but it's, there's a lot of good that has come out of the pandemic. Um, owning a business. I know people might think that's crazy to say that, but I call them pandemic <laughs> positives that it's given me an opportunity to really network outside of Ohio, so to speak. So, so yeah. I, I currently in my role, I work with association and corporate clients, um, anything from association management, um, to planning corporate events and conferences. Um, my niche is kind of like, uh, is that member sponsor management. I found so uh, I've got a national associations, state associations, and then some national and local corporate clients as well. And you decided to start all of this right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. What good timing you have. <laughs> yeah, 2018. So it was like, okay, we'll get it started. You know, things are going well. I'm literally in Chicago. I fly out the week when everyone's talking about it. Everyone's kind of joking, like, okay, it's no big deal. Yeah. And, full airport everything and then i that during that whole week i'm in chicago it changed and i get through tsa at o'hara in like 20 minutes on the way back and it was like wait a minute what's really happening yeah and then i'm so glad i had that trip right before so i didn't go crazy without travel for so (laughs) long (laughs) but it really like that week the world changed you know it really it, it just did just not in i mean in every in every way so yeah I mean, we've worked together a lot on virtual events because basically Sheila said, you know, you have to work with Anne if you need more hands. She's the one to go to. And um, I guess for you, though, that's probably I, I, I didn't think of it in the moment, but it was probably fairly new for you. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, I think, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I feel like some folks have a little bit of a can be a little tech savvy without the experience, right. but I'm always one of the biggest, the things that was so exciting, even though there are a lot of challenges, obviously, in going on your own and new business is it was new to me. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're doing the same thing for so long, I needed that challenge. So it was, it was new, but I jumped in full force. And um, it's what I like the um, community that I've met, like, cause I try and think like, if, if we didn't do all the virtual we did, there are so many people I've met, like, yeah, in the states and beyond. So it, it was fairly new, but jump in full force, and it's all about being prepared. <laughs> yeah, you're like Regardless a definite. Of- yeah, you're a definite self starter because, like, it's funny because I didn't really think about it till now. Right now, when we we're talking about this, <laughs> it was probably newer <laughs> for you to do that because, again, like Sheila just kind of like introduced you, and I was, I mean, I had met you briefly, but you know, she kind of like told me we should work together. And, um, I just kind of, you came in basically like you knew what you're doing and I didn't think twice about how long you'd been doing it. Yeah. And I'm the kind of person like, uh, you know, unfortunately, and, and I'm sure you can attest to this. I give, unfortunately, very little detail. It's just not my thing. Like Jennifer <laughs> on the team, she's the detail woman. Yes, yes, yes. I'm like, there's an event happening. You're going to show up, right? Oh, there's an agenda. Here's the run of show right before we go live. <laughs> like, hopefully you can roll with it. Um, so yeah, you never gave me reason to question that you knew what you were doing. <laughs> well, well, thank you. It's all about, you know, um, act like you know what you're doing. And then you you have this relaxed sense about you, though, too, you know? 
regardless of the, the level of what we're, we're dealing with, like your calm is, and that goes, that goes on to the team that goes on to your audience, your attendees, all that. So you do uh, with all the moving parts you have, you do have this amazing level of calm. <laughs> and then I think when you say Sheila recommended me and you just said, okay, that comes back to our, our circle of trust. You know, yeah, it's like absolutely. people say, Oh, when you work with somebody, you know, and I, it, it, it comes back to that. You know, you trust someone, you trust who they, who they refer and they work with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, I consider, I feel like I'm the duck, you know, like it looks really nice <laughs> at the top and then underneath you're like, Oh my God, try to keep up, try to do it. <laughs> but it does come down to the team. You know, you have to have the right people that you can say, okay, what are we doing with this? I got to just ask this person, you know, like you can't do mm-hmm. it all. There's just no way. And we were just saying on the last episode that, you, you know, there's so much more flexibility and you mentioned it too, to work with people around the globe. Mm. So the, if you have a need, there's someone who can fill it. There's someone who knows something better than you that you could work with and you could collaborate with. And that's really nice. We did, um, for the, speaking of collaborating, collaborating, we did (laughs) a call for the Taxi Talk Collaborative last month, I think. Time mm-hmm. is flying. I think it was in July. I know. August August is a place to be. <laughs> like it's like I gotta pack my bags and get out of here. August yeah, seriously. is done. Like they've had enough. Apparently it's summer's flying over. by. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um anyway, we did this call where we talked about sponsorships and partnerships and we featured you as one of the speakers. And you mentioned already that that's kind of your niche is the member and sponsor relationship. So I did want to give you a little opportunity to talk about that and what you're seeing these days with like virtual and people are clearly wanting to go back to in-person. Um, I mean, sponsorships is just such like a humongous topic that I think is looming over the industry because there's a lot of revenue that comes from it. But would you say that it's been like super successful? We're just giving these sponsors great return and they're doing such a great job for our attendees. <laughs> or is this another area where we need to be kind of rethinking things? Yeah, I I think both, you know, it depends on what industry is, but it's, it's, you know, we all, I I don't know if sponsors feel like, okay, they all made it through, they supported things. And then it was like, okay, we're back in person, we're gung-ho, we expect ROI, like that's, we're back. And we want to go to as many shows as possible. And it's just been kind of a rat race this year. So it'll be interesting to see how next year balances out i was just thinking are people gonna is it gonna be okay i have this event i need you to assist me with is it gonna go back to is it virtual in person instead of this last year it's been like you just assumed they want to be in person you know and the virtual was your backup or hybrid so with sponsorships i found it very interesting because like i said they're going to so many but i the thing lately i've been thinking a lot about and i've got two clients is I've got more and more sponsors that don't necessarily care about having a table or a booth. They want to be there. They want to speak is huge. And they want to be able to have that connection. So it's like, you know, when we're doing these sponsor matrix and benefits, do we come up with a solution where they select a la carte what they want to add to it? I know that sounds like it's complicated, but then they feel a sense that we're catering to their needs. Because I'll have one client who's like, I don't care. I could care less about membership, yeah. but I want to be at as many events as I can be. 
And I don't care about standing at a table and trying to man that, send another attendee. I want to be there and I want to speak. So 20 minutes to speak to an audience, they, so it's, it's really interesting to just not assume that everybody wants to have a booth, you know, and it, it is, and <laughs> I do laugh about the whole booth thing because I need to come up with a term because it's very challenging because you have these big shows with booths, yeah. you know, the, the show floor. And then you have lots of 150 to 300 person events at hotels or smaller convention centers that have that exhibit set up where you have tables in the foyer or the ballroom. It's mm-hmm. completely different. So you like, what do we call that? Do we call it like the Holland set? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. My like, goodness. I can't tell you how many people ask questions like, well, and so they have this big show in their mind and it's setting those expectations um, for them as well. But it's interesting. It'll be interesting this next year. I think sponsors went to everything, so they're going to be even pickier. But if we give them choices that make them feel like we're catering to their specific wants and needs, does that mean we, we do an a la carte? system i don't know i was trying to think of ideas um, yeah, for that mm-hmm. yeah we do like um for taxi talk and i know um diane is another person we have to have on this and the two of you did the sponsorship talk together in july we do a lot of like enhancements so there's like the basic packages and pretty much mm-hmm. no one ever selects the actual package <laughs> but then they say like okay i want to take this out and put these three enhancements in and they come like each package comes with a choice of enhancements um which is a smart way of doing it i think that's that's a Diana thing. Um, but one thing we've also been seeing, I'm, I'm curious if you've been seeing it, seems to be a bigger push towards smaller audiences on the sponsor side. I feel like data has really driven them to be more aware of what ROI they're getting for the money that they're mm-hmm. spending. And mm-hmm. we're having a lot of conversations with people who are saying like, I don't care if you have a thousand people, I'd rather have 50 and do a focus group and have a speaking opportunity in front of them and really nurture those relationships, which makes, I, I mean, I, I kind of wish that happened like years ago. Are you right. seeing similar trends? Yes. Yes, for sure. And I, and I think some people still get caught up in the numbers. Bigger is better. And that's absolutely not the case um, at all, but I am seeing those trends. They want to, for example, my last event, be on the bus when we go to the special event and sit next to someone and, and attend a session with someone, have that 20 minute speaking opportunity um, and not necessarily, you know, be amongst a hundred, 150 other plus exhibitors at a show for 500 to a thousand you know those those shows all have their place for sure absolutely but it's that that's where you have the conversations and you meet people is in that smaller group and it 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 seems to give a more of a collaborative open sharing environment um not that whole i'm a sponsor you're an attendee there's that line draw no we're all here for this event and we're all part of this community yeah. Yeah. I'm now, definitely seeing that. Now, did you get involved in the sponsor side of things like because you're involved on the member side? And so there's obviously a connection between connecting those two groups of people, or do you have like a secret knack for sales? <laughs> <laughs> well, Where does I the think, sponsorship come in? I think every, every 
role I've ever had, especially on the hotel side, there's been a sales and marketing component to it. True. Yeah. And, you know, I, I worked with, and it was all about the relationship building when you work mm-hmm. in that piece. And so I've just kind of always liked that. And then working with members, yes. But then also, you know, when you work, especially when you work with associations, I mean, sponsorships and their business partners are their lifeblood. Um, you know, how do we find out more, re- you know, that's always a challenge. How do you find more revenue from other places? But so I've always had that sales in me. Um, so that kind of goes right into the sponsorship piece and, and the relationships that you you form because you have all these different organizations coming to your event, not just attendees. And it's like, then I've gotten business too on the business side from a business, you know, a sponsor. Oh, hey, we have a user conference. We need a meeting planner. And then, so it's, it's the connection yeah. that people thing, that sales thing. It's always kind of found my niche in that and the member care yeah it makes sense because I think that um relationship piece is so critical for I mean you're a master connector (laughs) that I'm sure was cultivated in your hotel days yes then you know that relationship matters so much when you're dealing with the sponsors I I know it came up on our call last month you know like how do you find someone to work with is it someone Let's say you don't want to do the sponsorship sales. Or you're not good at it. In my case, I'm horrible at selling things. So is it is it a situation where you're like looking for someone who has relationships or what are you doing with your, I mean, ultimately finding the right person comes down to relationships and who right. they know and how they can transition your meaningful relationships into something that, I mean, I can have people email a thousand people that I know, but if it's not me, it doesn't come across the same way. Exactly. exactly. The right person doing that, it somehow still works, but it, you know, takes the right person. And I think also like, I've always, you know, I was actually an art major my first couple of years in college. And then I decided I didn't want to teach or be poor. So (laughs) I switched to communications, you know? Um, But I've always had that creative brain of ideas, like generating ideas, like, and I can't, you can't plan it. They just come up. And I think the sponsorship piece, in addition to events, obviously creativity, I get to have that. Like it's thinking, you know, when I'm taking on a new client and I inherit their benefits package, I'm like, Oh my gosh, sometimes. And then when I get to dig in after a year and learn that client, go to their (laughs) events and be like, okay, no, 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 this is what they need and come up with these ideas that, cause you got to look at it too, from the sponsor end, all these, they're getting all this stuff and all this information, you know, less is more and what makes you stand out. So that's really what it comes down to. What creative idea makes you stand out, you know, that can help them make the connection because you want to assume that they're all great salespeople. They're not, you know, and they might be sending a brand new employee. Well, how can we offer certain benefits that allow that their people to make the connection and get the ROI? That's a different, unique experience beyond the, attendee list, mass emails, and handing out a pen at their booth, you know? It's interesting. You just made me think about like, you were mentioning a la carte earlier. And then now just something you just said made me think like, you know, they get this package, let's say five, 10, 25 K, whatever it costs. 
and they get like a whole bunch of stuff. And I know from our, our planner perspective, we're always thinking like, what else could we add to that to add more benefit? But I actually wonder if like a sponsor would have a better engagement with the event if what they got was smaller, mm-hmm. even if the cost was smaller, but I don't think you would necessarily need to lower the cost. But what if you bought like your sponsorship included three things and not mm-hmm. 15 mm-hmm. and we just, you know, it's kind of like when we ask people to promote an event, if you give them or speak in an event or anything, you give them more than one thing to do. They just don't do any of it. <laughs> like, yes. Maybe yes. it'd actually be more interesting for a sponsor. You get tickets intros and one other thing you know like stop adding their logo to 700 things and a virtual booth they have to set up and i don't know what do you think about it? i'm just literally yeah just thinking about and i think that co- that, that co- might come back to the whole all of cart enhancement you know less is more because i can tell you they look at this big i get emails and i see if it's just oh all this stuff to read chances are I'm just going to skim it and pass it on by. But if it's bold and short and sweet, and then I have some options on our end, that might help us manage it. There's more work probably up front to set that up, but perhaps less questions, you know, cause we all get inundated, even though we provide yeah. this information everywhere <laughs> on the website, everywhere. It's just the amount of questions that we still get, but giving them that choice. And then they feel like, they can create their unique experience and do what's best for their objectives because every company's got a different objective and it changes every year. That's the thing is people, you've got to update the benefits every year because it changes depending on what, like one of my clients, a lot of pharmaceutical. So you know that it's changing all the time and medical. So what do benefits look? They'd rather speak. They really don't care about having a booth, you know? So do we give them that option? And yeah, I think less is more, especially in today's crazy world, like to get their attention and give them that choice, that power. And that right there might be is they like. Yeah, that's interesting. The whole a la carte enhancement, um, making their own package rather than having all these one off conversations. And and then you're fair, you know, because you don't want to have one one sponsor the special package and then yeah because i'm all about you've got to you know you've we've all come into those organizations where oh we did this for this and this for this and you got to have like this behind the scenes and we need to be fair and it's all front right no it makes perfect sense interesting you got me Mm -hmm. thinking (laughs) as usual yeah, um, and I'm thinking, but then I'm thinking logistically, how would I set up the form that they can select? And, then, you yeah, know, we exactly. always go back to that. What but exactly that's what we that call it, like? people who are good at that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I can help with that part. We can work yes. together on that. Yes, the technology um, piece of it. So in terms of like everything that you've been through in the last four years of running your business in the middle of a pandemic and, and starting your business and running it, how are you just doing overall? I mean, are you like, you talked about pandemic positives, which I think is such a great way to look at things. Cause obviously people, <laughs> obviously there's been a lot of negatives, Yes, but the focus yes. on the positive is very important. Um, are you like really optimistic for the future of our industry? How's the outlook of your business? Like, what are you excited about? I would love to keep the focus a little bit on the positives as we get close to wrapping up the episode. Yes. Yes. The positives. The positive is, is I am busy, busy. And I kept busy, but I, 
I didn't, I won't try to toot my own horn, but I also didn't just sit back during the pandemic and say, <laughs> sure. oh no, our industry. Like I just found ways to make it work. And so um, to, to say what the outlook on the event industry, I don't know. It's just, no one has an answer, yeah. you know, um, but there definitely are positives. And I think like the connections, like I just had an event in, in Providence and I had connected with um, Anna, another meeting planner through another organization where we were able to try a platform out and we just started, Hey, can you help in supporting each other through virtual events? Kind of like we have. And then I needed someone on site within driving distance who could be away from home for a week. And I was like, Hey, we had never met in person. So we met in person for the first time. And, and that was a month ago. And it was like, we had been old friends for years, mm, yeah. you know, it's kind of like you, Sheila and I, it's like, um, but I don't know. I don't know if anybody has answers for the event industry. I think, you know, there's been a word every year between pivot and collaboration yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's next year balance. Is that the word for next year? We, we try and find a balance to the craziness. I don't know. I would pray. I don't for know. That. I, I feel don't know good. I feel good though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is it crazy at times, especially now? I mean, you know, people can have events other than September. September is just bananas. Um, but personally, do I feel good? Because yeah, I you know, I have, there's opportunity, but you definitely can't sit back and relax. I feel like at any point. So I know, but to your point, there is uh there has to be some kind of balance. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of planners are feeling like, oh, especially, I mean, we've been busy with virtual. I know you've mm -hmm. been very busy the last few years, but there are plenty of planners who have not been busy. Mm -hmm. And I think they feel like, okay, you know, things are changing. They're going back a little more in person. They're getting busier and they have to just take everything that comes their way. It's just like, it has it not been enough on our mental health the last yes. few years. Yes. Now we're going to take every single possible project that could ever come our way, whether we want to do it or not, whether we have the brain space to work on it or not. I mean, I would love to see our industry and our whole society, honestly, like find a yes. little better balance. Balance. Um, balance. Balance is the word for next year. <laughs> and I really kept thinking like when the pandemic first started and we were all home and I know you and I were talking about this like right before we went on air. It was like, okay, we're all finally withdrawing from all the things that we used to do, you know, all the kids activities and the, I mean, I used to be out all the time, mm -hmm. <laughs> like restaurants and cooking classes and all these things and meeting friends and meeting other people. And then there was like none of that. And I remember feeling like, okay, maybe this will be the moment where we reevaluate and we really just go back into the things that are mindful, you know, the mm -hmm. things that we really want to be doing. But I do feel like pretty much everyone has just jumped back into mm -hmm. life as it was, plus a bunch of stuff that they feel like they've missed out on. Yeah, year. I think that's the key word. I was going to say, you know, this last year, it was like, oh, my God, we yeah. missed out on so much. We must take that, you know, bucket list trip and and we yeah. the travel and stuff. So I, I wonder, like in the industry, we talk a lot about like the pendulum swinging all to virtual and then all to in-person and will it land more in the middle? And mm -hmm. maybe you're right. Maybe it'll be like next year or the year after that people start saying like, okay, now I'm exhausted from doing all mm -hmm. this stuff. <clears throat> maybe that's when the pullback happens a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Does it yeah. make sense for us to do two events a year instead of just one? And one is, 
you know, virtual right. and one is like make having those questions, you know, next year, I think, okay, do you want to do in person or do you want to do virtual and really have them think about that? But I hope, cause I don't think we as an industry can keep up this pace and I don't think the world is doing well at keeping up at this pace. Um, so I hope, I hope that we find a balance because I don't feel like I need to take everything, but I'm at that point. Fortunately, I'm very thankful where I'm like, I'm at that point where I, I work very hard with some of my pieces of business, but I have at that point where I'm like, okay, so here's the deal. This is what I can do for you going forward. And this is what I'm going to charge because I have other folks. Yeah, absolutely. Interested. And I think that's money, you know, Chloe, I was a, Chloe that came up with talking about money more openly amongst independent planners on our um, last collaborative call. I think it's important. We all need to make sure that we don't just jump in because we're afraid we're going to lose something, but we, we really make sure that people understand our value and respect and that um, we charge you know, what other industries charge for the value that we bring. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so balance we, and more money. That's, that's the theme for 2023. Let's do it. I, I think there's no better way to go into 2023. <laughs> and that planning starts now, folks, we got to start planning for that. Boy, As you're we, right about that. Yeah. So thank you so much for taking time to join me today. It was nice. I mean, obviously you and I have gotten to know each other, but it's always nice to let our wider audience get to know you. I hope that there's been a lot of insights for them and reasons why they might want to reach out to you directly and work with you. More collaboration, right? Um, yes. How do you want people to find you anywhere? They can, the yeah, they can. LinkedIn <laughs> is a fabulous place to find me on LinkedIn yes, and connect. Okay. Uh, and that's Lee Hollins or, uh, you know, eventsoutline.com is my website um, or heck they can email me at ann at eventsoutline.com. But LinkedIn is an excellent spot to connect yeah. um, and start nice the conversation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for the time. I love chatting with you and I'm so glad we got to share some of your expertise with our audience. Well, thank you for having me, Liz. It's been fun. It's fun to to get away from, you know, the task of the day and <laughs> yeah. chat with other industry professionals. And um, yeah, so thanks for having me. Of course. And now we have to go back at it. Hit that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> back to the email <laughs> inbox. Here nice we go. Break. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you to all of you who are listening to these episodes. Really appreciate your time. I know you guys are busy. You're out. I don't know exercising or doing something fun. Maybe you're just driving. I use the podcast and on my long car rides. So um, thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope you will share. Please give us a thumbs up anywhere where you're listening to this. Let us know that you are listening. Give us a sign of life. And uh, we will be back next week with yet another episode. Until then, hustle hard, everyone. We'll see you soon.